Hi there, Wolt Chums. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to share some exciting news. Earlier this year, I partnered with the team at Lose It to write a course called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Weight, a mindset-first approach to lasting weight loss. This is a premium course for Lose It, but now through the end of October, our friends at Lose It are offering this as a complimentary gift for our friends at Wolt Place. So if you were thinking about joining Wolt Place, We Only Look Thin Place, our Facebook-based accountability group for women, this is the perfect time to do so. Again, now through the end of October, new and existing members of Wolt Place will be receiving this as a complimentary gift. So head over to weonlylookthin.com, click on that link for join our support group, sign up, and you will qualify for this amazing offer. I'm so proud of the work I did on this. I want to thank the team at Lose It, Sarah and Hannah, for including me in this project. And uh, now we will get on with the show. Thanks for listening. And welcome to another high-pressure episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. Yeah. I have lost a lot of weight. I almost said 300 because I'm so focused. Yeah. I have not. 300 pounds. <laughs> wow. Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel. I'm one of your hosts. I have lost over 120 pounds, kept it off for over five years. Yeah. I am a Tiny Habit Certified Coach, a Thrive Global Certified Coach. Wow. I am a co-host of this podcast. With me today is... Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. I have kept it off for, I don't know, five years, six years. I always forget. Uh, five five years? Sure. Um, I don't know why. Let's keep the energy like, up. I, yes, just like, say yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I am a co-host of this show, and I have been married to Catherine Weigel for uh, 25 years, a wow. little more. Congratulations to you. And... We have made it to 300 episodes. Oh, this is of high this pressure. Podcast. I have been putting off this episode for, we, for 299 been, okay, episodes. So, <laughs> so here's some here's some uh, like behind. Bo- boring behind the scenes truth. Uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't have said it was boring. I think <laughs> I think already on, people are dazzle. like they're gonna this is this is the what are they dazzle. gonna talk about? We we have been like thinking about this for so long we're actually recording it the day before it comes out You're which we almost never do tomorrow we almost always record these at least a week in advance yeah but we uh, <laughs> we had a couple things happen in september and we were like let's take a little break yeah that'll be fine it won't be a problem at all yeah so uh, this comes out tomorrow so if you're listening to this you know it's fresh fresh it fresh content fresh fresh content but we are also very excited that it is the 300th episode of this podcast. Who knew? I know. According to a statistic that I just made up, less than 0.001% of podcasts get to 300 the episodes. 300. There yeah. is a lot of pressure here to uh, to keep up the quality, keep up the chuckles, yeah. make it funny, they say. We're here for the comedy. Of course, some say there are no chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> some would some, say. Some would say there's never chuckless. been any chuckles. Chuckles, yes. Ch- we're, chuckle we're chuckle free. free. <laughs> chuckle free. No, but there's, there's a lot of. 
pressure. We actually, uh, I went into Wolf Place, We Only Look Thin Place, our Facebook-based accountability group for women, and said, hey, everyone, what should we talk about? It's the 300th episode. What do we do? Yeah. Because I have no ideas. How do we make it worth everyone's time? Exciting. How is it going to to reflect the the next three hundred yeah. that we're going to do? How do we make yeah. it magical and perfect and special? That's pressure. That's a lot of pressure. So I, had, I had a couple of ideas that aren't all that funny. Like someone was like, someone like me. Let's say me was someone. Like, someone we'll call her Catherine. We'll call her me. Yeah. Uh, was actually like maybe we should just do a retrospective of the other two hundred and ninety nine episodes and just yeah tell people what we already told them yeah I think I think if name we, episodes yeah like we were gonna go through and just like list uh, the other two hundred ninety nine episodes tell That's you what lot. each of them was about <laughs> yeah and Don, but Don was like nobody wants a recap episode yeah like, it was going like back- whenever I was growing up and there was a clip show like oh it's our hundredth episode we're gonna show you the like Do-do. oh. What wasn't it hilarious when Monica had that turkey on her head? That Out one of time? context, yeah. does that even make sense? I know, like the ten times that the Fonz jump like, jump things with his over things. motorcycle <laughs> slash like water skis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like honestly, it was like we did an episode. I'm gonna say an episode that we did so that they know this. But we did for our hundredth. I think we did a hundred ways our lives are better. Now. Oh yeah. So that's like an episode you could go back to. Like a hundred, that's manageable. But do you want three hundred non-scale victories? Yeah. We're running out of juice. Nobody wants three hundreds of anything. Or we like we could talk about our three hundred favorite like snacks that we've had. I was over gonna the last, say over the three hundred of our five, favorite spices. We're oh, big yeah. into spices. Spices. Yeah. Do we just name spices i just i just had a spice delivery come yesterday yeah, i know i, I really did i that. ordered spices, spices are really through the good. mail yeah yeah we also like 300 tips of the week it's just too many like you can't do 300 <laughs> yeah. also i was thinking about writing 300 weight loss haikus because they're only five seven five i think you should 300 but like i think you should you know what part of of this maintenance thing maintaining our podcast maintaining our weight is like just being sustainable right just being chill because there was not much that was chill about me literally like i was 300 pounds uh in 2003 which actually makes it the 30th no, 20th. 20th yeah. <laughs> See, it's only 20 years. See, then there's two, 300 is too much. Yeah. 20 years since I was at my highest weight. Uh, and I did a lot of, uh, of bargaining with my weight at that point. We're getting, we're getting to the meat and potatoes of what are, what this episode is gonna be about. <laughs> Aren't we, Donald? Yeah. What you, do we talk about you, if we can't talk about you 300? You may not things? have realized this was going to happen, but. Um, I I was at about 255, well, not in 2003, but uh, uh, before I started along this journey, about 255 pounds got diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes. And, yep. um, you know, we had through the years lost and gained back like a whole bunch of weight over that time from, you know, really, really even from the time I was a teenager, I like, you know, that had a pattern of losing a bunch of weight and then gaining it all back. Yeah, and when I was at my highest at 300, it was right at my college graduation, for which I also went into serious debt 
uh, to go to college, yeah. also went into caloric debt, uh, getting up <laughs> yeah. to 300 pounds. I was eating much more than I was moving, and I didn't really think I had a problem. I thought I just – life wasn't fair and life is busy. And when you live on credit, you just think, oh, well, I'll deal with that down the line. It's not a really big deal. But we, we lived in caloric debt and in financial debt, uh, and – we just sort of would lose weight over and over again, trying to outrun the debt. And then once we were out of debt, yeah, we would just, oh, we're out of debt. We can use it again. Yeah, we, we would use, you know, we would get to a particular weight and then feel like we were fixed and cured and use it as an excuse to overeat again or just figure, well – you know, now we're thin people, we we can eat whatever we want and, well, and we'll be fine. Well, and for me, it was sort of like my pants were the credit card and there yeah. was a spending range that like, I know I could, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, if I just feel like that's really funny. Your pants are the credit card. No, but they were like, I would be like, okay, I've got a pair of pants. I know that I have an eight to 10 pound range in which they will still button. Yeah. So when I get to the higher end of them being super tight, that was like the, 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 the top of my budget. I would say, okay, I'm going to diet oh, yeah. down to the lower range so that I can then glide back up and gain weight again and then eat like I want to eat, which is basically until my pants burst. Right. And like and when I went on this last time journey venture and got to the bursting point, I like l- literally thought my pants were going to rip. I realized I needed to buy a larger size pair of pants. And that's how like that that like, oh, there's a new credit card with a new credit limit on it. Like I'll just go to the larger size. And then I would hit the top of that credit limit. And we saw it really as this like gamifying. How far can I go with the clothes that I have yeah. and with the credit that I have? To just sort of play the system. And it took until my 40s to realize that this is not a game. Well, and I, I played the system until the the bill collector came yeah. due in the form of giving me a diabetes diagnosis. And, oh, no. That was the interest that yeah, was paid? Yeah, that was suddenly uh, that, you know, things became very, very real. I wasn't just trying to lose weight to look better in a, in a T-shirt or something. And it became a, a real matter of me getting it under control to uh, to really help my health so that I'm not living with, you know, uh, for, being in your late 40s isn't particularly young, but it's also a long time to live with complications from diabetes yeah. if you're planning to live a long life. Well, and I, I think that in, in our 20s and 30s, you know, you get your first – well, gosh, I got my first credit card when I was 20. And I was like, oh, I'll be responsible oh, with it. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, oh, this is great. So I'll just use it in emergencies. Then, yeah. And then suddenly, just like with uh, – there are 365 surprises uh, or days a year. Suddenly, all of the small spending adds up to big debt and big uh, weight gain. Yeah, I bought I bought a TV and a stereo system, and like <laughs> it was like the classic like you give you give a kid who's not ready for it a, a credit card, and they just go nuts. Yeah, like just saying, oh, I'll be responsible is not actually a plan. Yeah, and, and very similarly, that's what I would do with food too. I yeah. would I would get to a point where I thought I could eat whatever I wanted again, and I would just 
do that. I would just eat till I was absolutely stuffed all the time. Yeah, so um, you can just go back and listen to the other amazing 299 episodes of We Only Look Thin to uh, follow our full journey venture. But we thought that number 300 would be a great time for us to go back to sort of a basic, one that we wish we had so when we started this last time journey venture in 2016, both of us sort of came from it from a place of, I'm not exactly sure what to do, but I'll just try this and see how it goes. And Donald and I did different things. And when we started sort of inspiring others, that's right. we had many ideas of ways to approach it and what to focus on. But ultimately, in the end, you are going to receive today, everyone. You're wondering, what will I receive on this 300th episode? <laughs> <laughs> you are going to receive what we would tell people now, which is what we're going to tell you now, which is... Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about uh, learning to create and manage a calorie budget. What? And, you know, just like... That was a lot. I, that, I came at that with a lot of energy, but <laughs> I like trying energy. to sound... I know, you look really spent. I was really trying spent. to be a hype man. You look really spent now. <laughs> um, part of, uh, you know, just like you learn to get your financial debt or your, and your financial situation under control and, be, you know, working with a budget is crucial to that. It is the same thing with your, your weight and your health, working with a calorie budget. And people say to us all the time, and I see people post all the time on Reddit and will say things like just flat out ask, like, you know, how much should I eat? Like how many calories should I eat? And or they figure, well, I'm going on a diet. I've heard 1,200 calories yeah. is a number that people try to hit. So I'm just going to do that, you know. And they're like, well, I, I've heard that you're supposed to eat 2,000 calories a day to be to be healthy. Like I'm going to drop it to to a thousand or you know half that or whatever because I want to lose the weight quickly. And so we would like to talk about the actual you know, healthy and in our opinion, right way to, to make, you know, to do this and figure it out. Yeah. So today we are going, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Just like uh, <laughs> on a, on a, on an essay, you're supposed to tell them, tell them what you told them. So as we are no longer randos on the internet, but actual people with a podcast, <laughs> we are going, we are going to help you empower yourself to figure out the right calorie range for you, how to keep foods that you really like in your daily budget. We are going to show you how to budget your calories throughout the day, make your calories go farther than they normally would, and how to change and pivot if things don't go as planned. So we, we're about to do it. I'm very excited. I'm choosing to celebrate that we are no longer randos on the internet. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. I thought we still were. No. I When I type in rando on the internet, you're, we do not come up. It's, so. We are. You don't. And also... <laughs> Also, don't don't type rando on the internet because don't search. We're for that. all yeah. randos on the internet. Yeah, randos. Uh, yeah, you search randos on the in internet and our names, and you get no search results. Like that's really I like that. This uh, oh. fi we finally moved into it. Okay, so we're gonna do it, people. So the the question from the world is, hey, I need help with calories. I what do I eat? What do I do? Yeah. So how, where do you go first, Donald? Well, okay. So step one is to know your calorie range, and you know, way back when when we we did this, what we actually did was, or what you know, we did two different things. What I did was, I just 
tracked my calories without changing anything about what I was eating at the beginning and figured out where I was, I was eating like 4,000 calories a day, which sounds kind of unbelievable at this point. Um, and then I just I just dropped it back to I think thirty five hundred, and then I went to three thousand. You know, as I would plateau. But you make a great point because I think in this, a lot of times when we're spending on credit, we don't really know what we're spending, and it doesn't feel like yeah. that much. Like, yeah, oh, I don't sure. eat as much as that person, or that guy eats a big bag of potato chips, and he's not gaining, so I should be okay. But actually, any budget is first about just establishing what it is you're spending on and how much it costs, and the same goes for calories. Yeah, and I would almost suggest that you you track yourself for a few days or a week and figure out where you really are because you might be eating a lot more than you think you are. Yeah, I and I think that that is the big thing for me is just not realizing how much I was actually spending. And so I just sort of kept stepping my calories back and anytime I would hit a plateau, I would step them back a little more. And, and that's how I figured it out. And you did something different at the beginning. Yeah, though. I just went to a deficit to start. Just I, I didn't really know what to do. And that was based on what the Fitbit app was telling you, right? Right. So yeah, I put on my Fitbit. I put in my, my age and how much I wanted to lose per week. And it gave me a budget. And we actually, I think starting at a deficit is actually not a great idea, especially if you have a history of going into extreme deficit in the past. So what we would actually suggest to you is instead of going to an immediate deficit, is just figure out how many calories it takes to maintain your weight. Yeah. And there's a there's a website that, that we really like called freedieting.com. And it's not I don't like necessarily the whole website, but their calorie calculator is is maybe the best one that I've that I've found For online. Sure. Um, and you you put in your age, your gender, your current weight, your height, and then your exercise level. And the exercise level is a little bit suggestive, so you might have to uh, um, suggestive subjective. Um, so you might have to play with that a little bit. I did um, little to no exercise to start just to kind of because that's really when I was yeah. at my higher weight. I got so little. And I would say after all this time, it's pretty accurate within a couple of hundred calories. Yeah. And it, it will uh, spit out what it says your maintenance calories are, your calories for fat loss, and then your calories for extreme fat loss, yeah, which I don't that. like. Ignore the extreme fat loss one. Um, and so for me, I put in my stats and it, it gave me 2182 calories for maintenance and 1745 for fat loss a day. And that is, that is really, uh, pretty accurate in terms of what I, what I do in terms, you know, when I'm trying to lose a little weight or when I'm just trying to stay the same. Well, and when I actually put my initial stats from when I started this journey venture at 250 pounds back in 2016, my, uh, uh, age was 41. Uh, my weight was about 250. My uh, height within uh, a margin was 5'7". <laughs> and then my activity, I put very low. And it had me at about uh, 2,200 calories to maintain. And then for weight loss, it had me at about 2,000, maybe ni- just in the 1,900 range. Yeah. So that seemed like looking at that was like, no, I've got to eat. Like the internet tells me 1200 calories is where I need to be. But honestly, at the size that I was and the low activity level that I was, years of thinking I had to go into some extreme deficit was just not true. And getting to a point, if you're eating 
3,000, 4,000 calories a day and not even knowing it, think of the extreme that we go to and think of all the times that we failed because we thought we had to go to some punishment level of deficit. Yeah. Maintaining and learning to maintain is an actual gift. And we think starting with getting to that maintenance point is a huge victory. And it doesn't feel like enough effort when you're trying to lose weight initially. It feels like, but I should be doing more. Right. But there are so many benefits to maintaining. And I will list them thusly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, like, we always feel, and even for people who are seasoned, uh, you know, calorie trackers – Maintenance days are always a victory. It is always when you break yeah, even, for sure. when you have money to spend and you spend exactly that much and there's no debt and there's no, you know, credit card debt, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a victory. And I think that there um I think this is an important part of the you know, mindset part of this as well as the practical part of this is that everybody wants to they want the weight to come off quickly and yeah. fast and it is it is much harder to sustain that over the long term than you probably realize and i understand the urge to like want it to be in air quotes over quickly yeah. but but learning to eat at maintenance and learning to lose weight slowly it really is one of the keys to keeping it off forever and you know trying to go immediately to a drastic deficit you might be able to do that for a little while but really just practicing you know, even if you're eating above your maintenance calories if it's less than what you've been doing then it is good practice to keep going and and to really like sort of get used to you know this new way of life yeah especially if you've been gaining maintaining is a huge win if you're going on vacation maintaining is a huge win if your day doesn't go as planned, maintaining your calories is a great win. And when you have days where you have low emotional bandwidth, you know, extra activities after work, weekend things, a work thing, it takes much less emotional effort to say maintenance is a win than it is to grit your teeth and just try to slog through and pretend that you're going to eat at a deficit every day. It's not going to happen. Maintenance is a win and eating at maintenance is always available to you. Even now, as we are in maintenance, yeah. we eat at a deficit a lot of the time. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, you're trying to lose weight or you're indulging. Like there is the maintenance is a real option. And I think that it's something people don't think about that much. Well, and I don't think in Weight Watchers for all of the times that I did it that they ever said like, hey, you know what? You could maintain your weight if you ate 15 more points a day. And that's right. a win. We go and, in. And they don't they don't really they don't really train you to maintain when you do hit your goal weight. Like I don't, I don't feel like, yeah. I don't feel like most plans really do that. Yeah. So maintaining is less emotional effort. It is a neutral day and a neutral day is a win. It can stabilize you when you feel like you've gone overboard and every penny matters. Like maintaining, not being in debt, that is a win. So uh, so we would say maintaining is the place to start. All right. So uh, what is the uh, the second uh, step in creating your calorie goal, dear? Okay. So usually when we set a calorie target, it's just sort of this non-negotiable, like we're just going to hit it. And 
I've got to just compromise everything. But our first step to you, once you've hit the sort of like, how do I actually decide now that I know? Yeah, once that- you once you know your calorie range, like figure out where you're, what you're going to try to hit every day. Right. So say you, you go, okay, great. I've got 2,000 calories to spend today. Deciding how to spend them is key. And the first step is to decide what your non-negotiables are. Yes, that's right, dear listener. You can decide how to spend your calories and yeah. what you particularly want to prioritize. This is non-prescriptive. It's about you deciding what's right for you. So for me, my non-negotiable is half and half in my coffee. I'm not going to go for the diet version. I'm not going to learn how to live without it. I want half and half. So right off the top of my 2,000 calories, I have 100 calories for my half and half. And also, I want dessert every day. It's not a spe- like every day ending in Y deserves dessert for me. And so I budget 300 calories for, for that. Yeah. And when, you know, a dessert is also a, a well, that's a, it's a little bit subjective as to what my dessert is. Sometimes my dessert is, is chips. But um, I, there's always some sort of a, a treat. And that's mostly a non-negotiable for me as well these days. When I started, I I oftentimes didn't allow myself, in air quotes, any kind of treats uh, because yeah. I was afraid of, you know, going off the rails. But um, but I make, a, a, you know, some sort of treat at the end of the day, uh, part of my calories every day. Right. And that's a priority. And the same goes for actual spending money. We can do one of those like extreme, okay, that's it. I'm never going out. I'm not going to have electricity. I'm not going to like, I'm going to yeah. you know bust it and then get it over with. It's like, no, I really like having cable. So I'm going to prioritize that. The same is true with deciding for yourself what things you just want to keep in your life. Yeah. And look, the size of that treat can vary. Like yeah. some days I, I leave myself enough calories to have a hundred calorie treat. And sometimes it's 250 calories, you know, treat. And, you know, I can adjust throughout the day depending on, on what kind of uh, dessert that I want. But I do have one policy I would like to bring up that I, I eat fruit every day and I don't I don't skip my fruit in order to fit in more dessert. I've made that policy for oh, myself. That's yeah. Good. I won't I won't if if it means if the only reason the way I can eat more dessert or eat a dessert is to skip my fruit, I won't do oh, that. Oh, that's really good. That's like a keep the lights on. Yeah. Like you got oh, that's a really good. I hadn't even thought about that. Thanks. Nice job. Thank you. Well, and too, and and looking at your entire week. Oh gosh. I really love having a beer after work on Friday. Right. So I'm going to prioritize that on Friday. So deciding, looking at your actual life week by week and deciding what is important matters. So what is the next one, Donald? Uh, So um, then once you've figured out what your non-negotiables are, figure out how many calories you have left after your non-negotiables. So let's just make the math easy. Um, you're, You're trying to hit you know, 2000 calories in a day and your non-negotiables are 200 calories, then you end up with, uh, with 1800 left or your non-negotiables are 300 calories. You have 1700 left, you know, whatever it is, you understand how math works yeah, probably. But, <laughs> but for me, it was, if my budget is 2000 calories a day, I want a 300 calorie dessert. I want my coffee and let's say a hundred calorie. I want a piece of cheese for for 100 calories. Let's say I have 500 calories in non-negotiables. That yeah. leaves me with three meals a day 
1,500 calories, I can divide that. Oh, I've got 500 for breakfast, 500 for lunch, 500 for dinner. Yeah. Then it's just figuring out how I want to lay that out. Or, again, you could just do I want a 750-calorie lunch. So this... you're you're uh, you're revealing step four. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I'll go back. So I'll go step, back. step four is decide how you're going to divide up those calories. And um, as Catherine mentioned, you could do what she was just talking about. You've got 500 calories to divide amongst three meals, or, you know, maybe you have one big meal. Maybe you have a few small meals. Yeah. You know, for me, I eat, you know, something like 250 to 300 calories at lunch. And then I, I have a small snack each hour until dinner. And, and that snack is usually 100 to 150 calories. And that's how I divide it up. And then I eat the rest of my calories at dinner. Well, and I, I think the... Whatever I have left. I think the big part of this, of customizing it to yourself, is what feels right to you. There are people who love breakfast. Donald can skip it. There are people who love big meals and feeling really full. And there are other people who like to nibble throughout the day. And so finding the right combination for you matters. There are uh, lots of websites. If you if you look up, just Google it or what's the other ping it or bing it or uh, yeah, ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. It. <laughs> like I don't think that exists. How anymore. to distribute my calories? There are tons of awesome charts online of like just almost like Lego blocks. How are you going to fit all the Lego blocks together? Right. I've got a budget of eighteen hundred calories. Do I want to backload them so that I have more at night or more in the morning, more in the middle of the day? Customize it, figure out what's right for you based on your actual day. And you'll probably have to play around with this with this in order to figure out what really works for you. Like when I started, I was eating breakfast every day and figuring that that was the way to go. And now Most I, important meal of the day. I know. Now I usually don't eat breakfast because I've discovered that I'm, I'm not nearly as hungry in the morning for some reason. Magic. And so I don't really get like super hungry till after lunchtime. So I start with lunch and then um, I find that I'm, if I eat something regularly, which I typically do once an hour, I eat a little treat, it keeps me from getting like super ravenous throughout the day. Yeah. And I would rather have bigger meals and then a couple of small snacks. So we do things differently, uh, but we end the day. Again, I like have like saving my sweets or my indulgences for the evening. So that's one of my policies is just not to start with super delicious, extra palatable food then. Yeah, so that, that was step four. So step five is look at your day and figure out where you can pump up, up the, the volume. volume. So oh boy, 300 episodes in and we still can't. Okay. Pump up the volume, right? One, two, three. Pump, Pump up, up the, the volume. I don't know if I have the octave right on that. <laughs> I've got to work on it. But no, we're not. We're not harmonizing. So, so if you have 1,500 calories a day, how can you make the most out of that? How can you, if you're like, I want to still have pizza with dinner with the family, yeah. how can I prioritize the pizza? But how can I also pump up the volume to make those calories last longer? So that's where our friends, vegetables and fruit uh, yeah. come in. Yeah, you fit fit in, you know, figure out where you can eat those super low calorie foods, uh, you know, assuming that you like them, cucumbers, mushrooms, onions, add pickles to things. I Add, add salsa to things. Yeah, salsa to Neutral things. tasting cauliflower uh, to substitute. Not all the mac and cheese, but maybe add it to your pump up the volume mac and cheese so that you have the taste of the mac and cheese with more volume to make you more satisfied. Yeah, I and like, like I, I recently, um, I, I did an experiment where I bought these like, you know, 
their heat and eat eat heat and eat meals in a pouch. Yeah. And I bought three of them that look good to me. And you know, I I they were uh, around three hundred calories for the pouch. But then I would add cauliflower, mushrooms, onions, roasted red peppers, like things that were like super low calorie, um, to really make them feel like much bigger meals. And it worked out pretty well. And so it's like a nice sort of shelf stable thing that I could keep in like a desk drawer at work to have if if um, if I find myself in a situation where I need a meal unexpectedly. Well, and a lot of times when the even the word diet comes up, we just picture this sad, like, I'll have two broccoli florets and one piece of dry chicken right. and whatever. And like, so this isn't about going through the motions each day and eating as little food as possible to make yourself feel like you're paying a penalty for right. your your past indulgences this is like the excitement of like oh my gosh i had the most amazing lunch like i had a salad that was like you know three cups of of lettuce with a little bit of barbecue sauce and chicken on top and i added onions and mushrooms and whatever and it was so good and it was only 400 calories in the end like doesn't that feel better of like haha i'm playing the system and making it actually something delicious and filling instead of like one green bean and a pat of butter like that's sad and actually feeling satisfied with your meals you know is is huge in really you know continuing to do this over the long term yeah and for me too like looking at my calories as a whole weekly budget instead of a daily budget also helps me. So for example, if you are starting at 2,000 calories a day, doesn't it sound amazing when you say you have 14,000 calories for the whole week? Right. Now, if you blow them all in one day, that's not what we're saying to do. But instead of looking at... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to eat 14,000 calories on Monday. Yeah, one on, one on, six off. starve for the next six days. That's like extreme intermittent fasting. No, thank you. But like looking at it as I have 14,000 calories for the week. Look at the weekend ahead. Oh, we're going to a birthday party and a football game. I want to prioritize, usually on a normal week when nothing is happening, maybe I would have those 2,000 calories every day and it would be fine. But on a special occasion when you're saying, okay, well, we're going to a game and a birthday party, you know what? I'm going to prioritize having higher calorie weekends. So maybe I'm having 3,000 calories a day, Saturday and Sunday. And then I'll budget back and have lower calorie weekdays. Yeah, maybe you're doing like 16 or 1,700 calories instead of your 2000. Yeah. And just saying, you know what? Typically, I would love having that treat every single night. But this week, I'm going to save up those calories and I'm going to put it toward my weekend. We don't have to have all the same. That is actually one thing on the uh, on the freedieting.com tracker. There are things called like zigzag calories, which is you decide how many calories you're going to have a day and it's going to fluctuate. I'm going to I'm going to prioritize my book club on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know what? That's going to be a higher calorie day because I'm meeting up with my friends and then I'll lower the calories on other days. It's not like you have to be perfect every day. And guess what? Like we said, going back to maintenance calories for a few days, that is also okay. Like just saying, you know what? This isn't a time to lose. I'm just going to stick with the higher calories. It is a win. Decide for yourself what works. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I I typically try and be pretty consistent uh, most days. But 
you know, like Catherine said, if I've got something, uh, if I've got something particular coming up, then I make adjustments and, and look ahead for that. And I know we we've kind of already started touching on it, but what is step six in this process, dear? Well, step six is to pivot. So once you've figured out your maintenance calories, you've decided on what to prioritize. You've decided to pump up the volume and really kind of work the system to make your calories go the farthest and how you distribute them through the day. The next thing to do in the final part is really being able to pivot how is what you're doing working for you? Yeah. Are you happy with it? Are you eating at any deficit? What would you be willing to do next? Being able to be adaptable and pivot and try something new is really important in this. And I think this is where having patience really comes in handy because, you know, you might try a particular calorie uh, count for a couple of days and you get on the scale and you don't see results, it can really provoke people to to want to make, you know, even drastic changes. But we're talking about like doing experiments over over weeks, not days or hours. And, you know, if you discover that eating a certain way, like suddenly you're starving at 2 p.m., then, you know, pivot and make an adjustment for that change when you're eating it if you try a particular calorie count for two weeks and nothing moves on the scale then maybe make a change or add some more exercise or you know something make some sort of a change but be prepared to to you know really troubleshoot figure out what's not working for you and not you know the thing that i used to do was do something for a couple of weeks, it, I wouldn't get the results that I wanted, and then I would just give up and do nothing. And and that's what you want to avoid. You want to think of this as a process. You're doing a science experiment on yourself, yeah. figuring out what is going to work best for you over the long term. Well, and two, being in that mindset of how can I adjust and adapt and make this work matters every single week of our lives. We often go into plans thinking that, well, you know, I've got to show that I'm really committed. I've got to hit this deficit no matter what. I've got to be like ruthless and engaged. Yeah. And this isn't about punishment. This is about actually living a lifestyle that is maintainable for you. Going into debt on a credit card is not a maintainable lifestyle full of growth. It brings dread and guilt and shame and all of that stuff. Getting to a point where you're addressing your calories, knowing where they're going and how you're using them, and deciding week by week what effort you're ready to put in to managing your weight really matters and adds up. And like Donald said, I spent decades getting myself into debt. But we want this rush to get it over with. We want to get the weight loss over with. We want to just get to the point. But when you look at that as a like, I just need to get out of this so I can get back into it, that is not sustainable. And what we are promoting is figuring out what your current budget is, deciding what matters to you, what you're willing to donate to the cause of your health and and experimenting with that like Donald said give maintenance calories a week or two see how that goes if you're if you're not maintaining you're gaining cut back a little bit go week by week and season by season and really ask yourself what you're ready to commit to because this is a like 300 episodes in yeah we are a work in progress 
we are we have new challenges, we have new setbacks. Yeah, and I, I still make changes all the time to what I do. Yeah, and this is about the evolution of the process. And just as spending money changes, spending calories change too. And the more you can be a champion of your choices and an advocate for yourself in what matters right now, we're in we're in the season of the pumpkin, aren't we, Donald? We certainly so are. Pumpkin shaped things. I love it. And candy corn shaped things. It's going to change. I have been maintaining my weight this year, which is a victory. Like, sure, we can spin anything we want. We can spin <laughs> it on up. I have been maintaining my weight this year. And I have the ability to adapt and pivot and make changes. And it is a win to me to know that I am in control of how I'm spending my calories. Yeah. And sometimes I overindulge and sometimes I feel like I'm in a season where I can pull back. And that is a win. And we believe that you can like take control of your choices and your habits in a way that is maintainable. Absolutely. And I think that that will wrap up our 300th and dare I say best episode. Wow. Yeah. That is big. So we uh, have done it. And all of our episodes uh, are still available wherever you found this one. Um, You can listen to all of them. Uh, We have, uh, I don't know, what does that make it? 300. The average episode is probably 40 minutes. That's uh, that's at least a few hours. That is many, many hours. Uh, Of of listening pleasure for you. Uh, All of our episodes are still available anytime on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place, We Only Look Thin place is our Facebook-based accountability group for women. Though I track calories and other people in the group do too, we also have people doing Weight Watchers, intermittent fasting, a combination of many different programs. So we uh, we welcome all plan doers uh, and we have uh, two subscription options to see if Wolt Place is right for you. We have a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if what place is right for you. And as a special offer through the end of the month of October, our friends at Lose It are offering a complimentary copy of the course, the Lose It course that I helped write. Uh, We are offering that at no additional charge. This is usually a premium course, but you can get it at no additional cost for joining and staying with Walt uh, Place. So absolutely. Yeah. So that is, that is a, uh, that is a really uh, wonderful gift. And this is a, if you've been on the fence about joining, this is a great time uh, to go ahead and join and take advantage of this uh, offer brought to you by our friends at Lose It. Yep. And so you get that. You get Zoom uh, meetings with me. You get a wonderful supportive group. We've got subgroups, lots of great ways to interact in the group uh, and be supported while you figure out uh, what is right for you. Even if you, you're like, Catherine, more. I want more calorie talk. Uh, you will get it there in Mold Place. So, Absolutely. So check it out. Check it out. And you can also check us out on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. 
Or you can send us an email uh, if that's more your uh, speed uh, to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We appreciate compliments. We appreciate episode suggestions. We've taken a lot of listener emails and turned them into episodes of the show. Um, uh, it may be, you know, you want to know if, if we've done episodes about particular topics and you can't figure out which ones to look at. Uh, we're, uh, we're good to help out with that. Maybe you want to know, uh, you know, be a reminder of what kind of rebounder we use. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, we can uh, help you out with that as well. Uh, I actually get that question a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you can uh, email us again to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and you could head over to Apple Podcasts, please leaving leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us know that what we're doing is making a difference. Uh, we have over 600 star reviews now. Yeah, so we do. thank you very much. And we have new people finding us every day. And part of that is uh, the algorithms on Apple Podcasts. So please head over there, uh, press the five star, leave us a review. It would mean so much to us. And another thing that would really mean a lot to us is if you could just tell somebody about the show. Uh, word of mouth it is probably the best way in which the show grows. And uh, if you are in person or if you are on a uh, you know a Reddit group, a Discord server, a Facebook group, and give us a shout out, it really helps the show grow when they hear uh, you know when other people hear testimonials from people that are saying that we are uh, great awesome super duper whatever like superlatives you, cool beans. you uh, yeah cool beans um it really helps uh, other people to get motivated to check us out yep so whether your opinion is that this episode is full of chuckles or whether it was <laughs> chuckle free or chuckleless um just remember that Catherine and i are an, an inspiration, inspiration. Maybe we should say Asian 300 times. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> no, we should not. Nope. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. We are recording the 300th episode of We Only Look Thin in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Ooh, it's going great so far. <laughs> We are. This is a. This is a banger. We are. Okay. We are um, killing it. Okay, I'll start. Okay, in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs>